Welcome to the Pointless Podcast. We are back. It's been a while, but today it's just Wouter and me. And today we're going to talk about a whole bunch of stuff. Pointless stuff. Pointless stuff mainly. But before we do that, Wouter, roll the intro. Welcome to the Pointless Podcast. Welcome to the Pointless Podcast. Pointless. This is the intro of the Pointless Podcast with Brain and <laughs> that was perfect, I think. Yeah. Man. Amazing. For top that. Yeah. Kind of. Maybe next time. So that was a live intro for you guys. Live. Live. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. Oh. Good start. Yeah. Thank you, Brian. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> right. How are we doing? I'm doing well. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. I'm also. The only thing is, I'm kind of a bit sad that, like, the end is coming near. Mm. to our uh, stay abroad here mm. to our life in chile and um i think we're gonna miss a lot of people you know yeah um but apart from that really doing well what about you yeah same for me i think i will miss a lot of people mm-hmm. i think more than when i came here in chile because you know that whatever you left back home you'll get back to after six months but whatever we have here now will be gone forever yeah i mean i hope i'll see some people again yes but after this but you're not really sure and and like this uh this stay here really got a got a clear end date yeah right it does um so that helps you know you know like for me it's two months one and a half months i know that i'm gonna see everyone from uh, from back home again mm-hmm. um so you know you can work towards that and that's true you can process that mm-hmm. but um yeah it's gonna be tough like uh saying goodbye to a lot of people yeah right? yeah i feel so too i think i've made friends for life i hope i did as well yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no i definitely think i did yeah yeah but yeah it's, it's both both good and difficult at the same time yeah, I mean, I'm very glad now that I have, like, friends all over the world. Yeah, it's pretty cool, That's isn't it? Oh, I experienced it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you can tell that back home. Oh, yeah, I know this friend in Australia. Yeah, it's weird, though, going back home and, like, talking about these people or, you know, yeah. everything you have experienced that like, you won't be able to share it with anyone else that has not experienced that. That's, that's yeah, and that's the hard thing. They can... It's very hard to imagine some stuff you did. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because they haven't lived in the same environment or, or yeah. Yeah. And all these people here, it's I'd um if you're listening and you're an UAI exchange student, I'd like to voice my appreciation for you. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Yeah, because Yeah, it's um yeah. It's been good, hasn't it? Yeah, I think you um, become close really fast. Yeah. So in a very short period of time, you're together a lot and it really creates a bond. And you're also all kind of in the same boat, you know? Yeah. Because um, you're all far from home and you're all looking to have a good time. Uh, 
we get a lot of free time here. We just talked about that as well. Mm -hmm. Like we barely have any responsibilities and uh, just a lot of time and freedom. Yeah, and you focus a lot on each other because of that. Exactly. Such a tight group. It's like secondary school all over again, but... That's, yeah, if you have to do a comparison, yeah. I think that's that's the best you can do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking cool, exactly man. That. Yeah, this is a this is definitely an experience that I'll, you know, cherish, cherish for the rest of my life. Yeah, definitely. Right, um, podcast talk, podcast talk. Um, yeah, how is the? We haven't recorded a podcast episode in in a month. In a guys. month, man. And we've been hearing so many people come to us. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's been three people. Some people. Yeah, some, some people. people. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, it's been it's been good, hasn't it? Like uh, the responses that we've uh, gotten uh, from people around us. Yeah, because this is the first time we record a podcast when there's actually yeah uh, uh, the previous episodes have yeah. come out. Yeah, uh, they are on Spotify and all all stream, streaming services available. Right? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, mo most major streaming platforms. Yes, indeed, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, that's pretty cool. That like. A lot of people come up to us. Yeah. Well, we keep saying a lot of people. Some people. Some people, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some people come up to us and they they, they voice their appreciation. Yeah, it's how, good. Because in, in the beginning, um, we were like a bit insecure. Uh, yeah. Yeah, nervous. Um, and I still am personally, but when you get uh, positive feedback from other people, it becomes less relevant to what you think of it yourself because other people are both clear like very generally said to us that they enjoyed it yeah yeah i think so because like the first few episodes we were really scared to listen back to it yeah and to listen to our voices and to listen to i still uh, don't to the things we say <laughs> and, and i noticed that in <laughs> a certain episode i said interesting for like 20 times so. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> interesting interesting and um you know yeah, so that's that's kind of hard but now that i know that other people appreciate it it's easier. You kind of mm. can let go of that and uh, don't think I'm gonna even listen back to it anymore. No, you know, it's just out yeah, there. Exactly. You don't even other, need to. Other people can listen to it. Yeah. And if they like it, they like it. If they don't, they don't. Exactly. No. Yeah. This is also just an image that people are forming of us sitting here. It's just an act, isn't it? Is it an act? Is it? It is a, it is a bit of an act. A bit, yeah. I mean, we wouldn't have this conversation if we would be outside together. No, but, but, but I, I mean, yeah, it could be. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think it's rather natural compared to what it could be like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You just, you know, keep in mind that there might be uh, an audience. Yeah. An audience so it sounds like a big group of people. But like, yeah. There might be some other people listening in as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they're making an article about us today. Yeah. So that's kind of why we feel like we are becoming a big deal yeah we are like having this big talk yeah right now yeah 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 because they want to promote like uh, they want to promote um creativity and uh, pursuing that amongst exchange students and we are the well they see us as the forefront of that i want to promote that through us which is pretty cool it's an honor isn't it yeah yeah i really like it yeah and um it's also uh, more appreciation of like what we're doing here and that other people like what we are doing and that is, is really good to hear. Yeah. It's really positive feedback. Yeah. 
So yeah, we'll see how that goes. Hmm. What have the challenges been, podcast-wise? What have the challenges been? Yeah. Um, I think mainly uh, like being yourself hmm. during uh, recording a podcast. I think that's that's something you have to grow into. And that also is like organically happening at some point. Because like I think the first few episodes, you're really aware of uh, uh, yourself recording a podcast and that kind of stuff. And I think slowly it's becoming more like a conversation we would have outside of the podcast as well. Yeah. That really reflects who we are more honestly. That's scary. <laughs> that is pretty scary. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's good. And I think that has to do with nerves as well. Like we are, we are getting comfortable in this room, right? Yeah, I would say so. It feels like home. Yeah, it's what Sean just told us. So welcome home, guys. Yes, yes. <laughs> Fucking cool. <laughs> kind of feels that way. Yeah, yeah it does. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And um, future plans, podcast, or oh, no. What do we want to do? You mean uh, back home? No, 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 no. Here. Like, uh, I think we have four more weeks left of possible all right, all right. recordings. Yeah, let's make the most of it. Yeah, right. I mean, we have this opportunity now with this like amazing recording room we have here. So, um, yeah, let's mm. see what we can do in these few weeks. Mm. We're probably going to have a guest next week. Let's not yeah, talk about it. Let's, no, let's give it a bit of a right. mystery. Yeah, we'll be a fucking cool guest. It will be a cool guest. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, I hope we can uh, record a few more episodes. Hmm. What about you? Yeah, same. <laughs> same. <laughs> I hope so too, man. Yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's good having become more uh, confident while at the same time still trying not to overestimate our uh, personal relevancy. It's good talking... Uh, about anything really. I think what 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 we should talk about today is um our our experiences. Um because that's ultimately the only thing we really have to share. Um the, the, the unique thing we can yeah. share is like what we yeah, what our experience have been here and what we uh and the opinions and judgments we've based on that. Yeah. And um how it affected us. Should we right? talk about travels? That's a good plan. You just okay. you just came back from yeah. Peru, right? Yeah, but maybe we should start uh, at the beginning, like uh, chronologically wise. All right. Yeah? yeah. Okay. Well, I first went to Atacama. Yes. Um, then you went to Buenos Aires. Yes. Um, then together we went to uh, Pichilema. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, um, then I went to Peru. Yeah. Exactly. So, Atacama Desert. Yeah. How was that for you? Um, interesting. <laughs> See what I did there? Um, no, it was, um, yeah, it was a really good and fun experience. It was the first time for me traveling alone. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, when I got there, I didn't really know what what to do. What do you do if, if you're alone? Do you book a tour? Do you have to go out of your way to plan stuff? Do you... I didn't know. Yeah, do you, you know, try to meet other people? Yeah. And do stuff with them? Yeah. 
and um, yeah, so I stayed at this hostel and um, for the, I think it, it was the first time I ever encountered a, a person that I would describe as a true traveler. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, it was called James. He was um, 37 years old um, from England, history teacher, English teacher and a sommelier. Uh, and um, he didn't have anything, no house, uh, barely any money. And he was in South America on his own without a plan for an undecided amount of time. Um, yeah, and that was very cool. Um, so so when I came in Atacama on the first night, I I didn't meet anybody yet. And I wanted to do like this um, uh, star tour, stargazing tour. So I went looking at the stars. Uh, which I was able to do for free because they forgot to pick me up. Then they came picking me up 20 minutes later and I got it for free. That's nice. Yeah, that was pretty nice. Yeah. <laughs> and then I got back and um, the next two days I spent at the hostel and then I met this guy and um, um, instead of um, doing anything rather generic, we just decided to walk around uh, with its rooms. Um, not a lot, but a little bit. Um, and I learned a lot from him. Um, uh, like about life? Yeah, about his way of living. Oh, yeah. And um, often then it's easy to think that's a right way of living um, because he seemed to be doing rather well. Uh, I mean, probably was the right way of living for him. For him, exactly. Right. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, and then... Um, so I had all these um, realizations and um, yeah, he, he showed uh, that uh, you don't owe anything to anybody fundamentally. That's that's the lesson that you... Yeah, well, that was his, uh, yeah. Uh, and I thought that was pretty cool, but it also resulted in some conf conflict for me personally. And then I went to um, Bolivia for four days um, by... Uh, it was like a tour, yeah. Uh, but it, it was really cool. Uh, one of my um, fellow exchange students, Joy, me, who also happened to be alone in Atacama. Yeah, no, right. Yes, and then for um, four Brazilians, a couple and two girls. Um, and, and yeah, it was um, it, it was really cool because everything was provided for you. You got like breakfast, a place to stay. Um, the guide who was really cool fella and he was just driving us around for um yeah for four days and um just a lot of time to think really and even though um i went to atacama on my own it wasn't really a trip on my own i made a lot of friends yeah um so i also think like traveling on your own you can do in like multiple ways yes exactly right? yeah that's what we'll get to later yeah. um but let's go back to that like you um that realization you had or was it like a realization you had or was it just something he said that kind of resonated with you yeah it, it, no it was degree. just his way of living this was really what he was standing for like you don't owe anything to anybody, anybody. yeah and, 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 and it's and dangerous because that i think if if you truly um live that belief then it kind of becomes narcissistic or psychopathic like I'm not sure. I think it will just cause you a lot of conflict. Yeah. Because like, I think especially in the Western world, 
we can say that like people don't look at it that way. Yeah. People tend to, I think we've talked about this before in the podcast, people tend to look at the relationships, especially like um, more formal relationships, it's very transactional. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, but would you, would you agree with that statement? Well, yeah, I would agree. Um, it's just that for me personally, I realized that I am, while realizing that uh, you fundamentally don't owe anything to anybody and your decisions are not uh like they are your own even though they could depend on somebody else fundamentally they aren't that that's what i think but uh at the same time i also in these four days realized that i doubt myself because of other people and that is a good thing because if you don't have that then yeah i think like um the whole concept of owing is also a way uh, for society to function. Yeah. Right? Um, it's a bit like a death, death Poets Society, the movie. <laughs> I haven't seen it and you haven't seen I it. I haven't seen it either, but we had to, <laughs> we had to uh, like uh, do a test about it yesterday. Um, and uh, we read a summary in the car. Okay. And uh, I think it's rather similar. Um, it's like boys exploring uh, another side of life through uh, romanticism, which uh, lets them break free from their uh, preconceived ideals of becoming yeah. someone. That's basically all put on them by their parents. Yeah. Yeah. And it's always good in general to be confronted with like completely other ideas or like completely so other too. ways of living. Yeah. Because that's, that's where you grow. Yeah, and, and that's where this guy, James, he was he was just the complete opposite of everything or anything that I had ever been used to. He was free, or he seemed free, and he was not necessarily in a very literal sense any more free than anybody else because he still had his shit he was dealing with. He had, of course, yeah. he, he had a little girl that he wasn't allowed to see back in his home country, you know, all this stuff leading up to him being the way he was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff to be learned from that. And then I got back from uh, Bolivia on this four-day um, um, tour, I think. Um, yeah, and then uh, I got back to him and um, I thought that I was the one who had experienced uh, very cool shit, and I did. Um, but he he was the guy at the hostel um, who, without planning anything or going out of his way to do, you know, to look for stuff yeah, to do. Just going with the flow. Basically. Yeah, he experienced the most crazy stuff. He met a girl, they got a car, they went out into the desert, they got lost, they slept together. And yeah, he he didn't, you know, all, all the other people that I met at that specific hostel were, you know, they really wanted to do all this stuff, to do yeah. all this stuff. Yeah to do all the, you know, the main attractions. Yeah. Like really kind of like the way of traveling where you, and that's kind of what I did in Buenos Aires. Like I, um, I did a bit of reading beforehand, but most of, most of it at the airport, like kind of know what the main attractions are, but not plan anything ahead. Mm. So not like, okay, that day we're gonna do that, that day we're gonna do that. It's more like I was with Jerry, by the way. 
mm. uh, the Swiss guy. Mm. I think he's become sort of a, a myth. Yeah, he's a myth, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And um, um, so what we mostly did was just in the morning, okay, what do we want to do today? And then he said something, oh yeah, this, this I heard, I've heard of this, I heard, I've heard this guy talk about this. Um, so that would be pretty cool to do. And I'm like, oh yeah, okay. Oh, so that's there. And then, oh yeah, that's also close. So let's do it. Let's just go there, see how it is. And then just also go with the flow, right? Yeah. So, um, and I really like that way of traveling. Yeah. So like a bit of a combination between a bit of planning and a bit of not planning. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. So, yeah. How was that trip for you? Really good. Really good. Um, I really liked that we had seven days in mm. Buenos Aires because I think if you would do it like in three days, you have to mm. rush everything. And then I think you uh, you would feel more the need to plan everything. Um, but now it was to, like really chill. Like, okay, today let's go to that neighborhood. And we also did like some stuff that wasn't that cool in the end. But we didn't really feel bad about it because we got seven days, you know. So, um, for example, we went to a Japanese garden, which, um, you know, was pretty up there, like one of the main attractions, mm -hmm. at least that was said, that was told. It was fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, I don't know, it was just like so fake. Right. <laughs> it was just like a, a garden and to try to make it look like Japanese mm -hmm. and it was like bit of sad music coming through some speakers <laughs> and you saw like these uh yeah these bridges that were like like you know japanese style bridges but it was all just like fabricated right you know so it felt really inauthentic right um so yeah we did that and we wasted an hour on that hmm. but you don't really see it as a waste because you have so many days mm -hmm. i feel like and if you would have three days and you would think, oh man, we wasted like one hour and two yeah, hours on that. And, and then you become we, so... we could have done that other thing. And yeah. Like, because we had seven days, we didn't, we, we weren't that much in a hurry. That, that was nece necessarily a bad thing. And we could kind of laugh about it, you know? Hmm. Like, like yeah. so that's, that's really what I liked and what I would like, uh, yeah, what I would tell other people as well if they asked me. So, so what do you like about traveling? I would say like, take your time. Hmm. Don't rush it. Yeah. I, I think in, in general, like properly traveling during this exchange period is quite hard. It is, yeah. Because we have to be back for university mm -hmm. um, every time you go. And um, and what I've seen here a bit as well, or what I almost fell victim to <laughs> myself. Right. I think that's a better way to, to describe it. Yeah, go I on. have to be cautious of falling victim to that. It's like some sort of competitive traveling. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's a thing, isn't it? I'm not, I'm not sure, but I, <laughs> I, I, I kind of feel it in myself. You just see a lot of people taking so much trips. Yeah. And then you shit, then you, you got this, uh, this fear of missing out. Yeah. Right? I mean, but if you open Instagram, you see four or five different posts every week of people being at these different places in South America. Exactly. So you, you just got a fear of missing out yeah. on traveling, yeah. basically. And everybody then, or I don't know, a lot of, like people can act on that as a consequence. Yeah. And in, indeed, it becomes weirdly competitive. Yeah. And that's not what it should be about. No. No. <laughs> Definitely not. But do you also feel that way? Yeah. Um, especially in the beginning, I, I, yeah. I felt. I think it's very hard not to. If you're honest to yourself, I think it's very hard not to. Yeah. 
um, yeah, in the beginning, I also felt pressurized to, um, yeah, to, to, to do stuff. Yeah. And then I just booked uh, these two trips, uh, Atacama and Peru, in the beginning. And then I was like, okay, that's what I'm yeah. going to do during yeah. the semester. And, and then, then chill. Yeah. And, and then afterwards, we'll see. Because I'd like to do some more stuff when the semester is done. Mm -hmm. um, preferably uh, also with other people, I experience with other people. Um, yeah, because you've traveled alone twice now. Yeah. And, and what do you think? What do you like more, like traveling with other people or traveling on your own? Um, well, yeah, so there's different ways to go about it when you travel alone. Because Atacama, I wasn't alone. Yeah. I made friends. Mm -hmm. uh, or, uh, yeah, I would say so. But still uh, you went there on your own. I, I did go there on my own, yes, that's true. But I was not on my own. And in Peru, I was. Um, and, um, yeah, it was, it, in hindsight, it was a very good time. Uh, and also during, um, but being alone is not necessarily fun, uh, depending on what you experience. When I was in the city in, in Cusco, because I felt for four days I went to the city, um, that was a lot of fun. I just went out um, without a plan, just strolling around the city, talking to people. Um, you know, there's distractions everywhere. That you yeah. you're like an observer. You see, there's so much to see, yeah, um, and so much to occupy your thoughts with what you see, yeah. If that makes sense. So that was it. Was it was good. It was if you're alone. Yeah, you can really choose what to see and what not to. If you're with another person, your attention ultimately like focuses on the other person, too, which lets you. I don't know. It, it, you're you're less free in what you want to do as well. Yeah, and you also see less of what's happening around you. Yeah. But um, yeah, I feel like an experience is also shaped by the people you're with, and sharing an experience with someone you love is probably the most beautiful thing you can do, really. Yeah, because that's really what's still holding me back from traveling alone. Right. I think I still might do it, but. Um, I really like sharing the experiences yeah, you have I do with too. someone else and, and that you are able to talk about it afterwards yeah. and that you make memories and you can still talk about them like maybe many years later. Mm -hmm. You can still talk to someone and say, hey, you remember like when we went on this trip and this and this happened. Mm -hmm. um, that's that's what I really like about traveling. Yeah, But I think you can also do that by going on your own and meeting people there. Yeah, for sure. But um, but uh, if you're really on your own, yes, yeah, so you were like on your last the, trip, I think you get really confronted with yourself. Right? Yeah, especially when I went to the mountains mm -hmm. um, for four days, um, where it was just pure silence, no one around. That's crazy. There were two old people who uh, made me a meal every morning, every evening. Um, lovely, lovely Peruvian. Uh, people grandparents i think um and um yeah th there wasn't there was nobody else around there were some people that came in um for one day and then left again but i was there for four days so how did that affect you um mentally 
<laughs> no, not, not necessarily in a bad. No, 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 no. Positive or negative. Like. Um. Yeah. I, um. Yeah, it it wasn't fun, but I think it was good. You learned a lot from it. Um, I think I did, but I haven't been able to share it yet. Um, Maybe it's hard to put into words as well. Yeah, I was I I, I was at times uh, very very much like alone. I felt lonely, um, and then time can feel like an eternity. Yeah, I think that's a, that's interesting when you're on your own. Like the concept of time is also like yeah different, right? Yeah, but for the first time ever, I started reading a book in a proper way. Um, I felt very creative. I wrote a lot of stuff down. Um, I slept good for a few days for the first time in a long time. Yeah. I ate good. Um, and all of those things are not necessarily fun. Um, but I do think they contribute towards uh, just my well-being. And that's also important. Yeah, it's it's good to escape, like, your busy life. Yeah. Yeah, and it's and it's nice when you're like on your own and you miss people here because I definitely miss people here. Yeah. Um, you, you also like are able to put it in perspective a little bit. Uh, our, our life we have here in Vinya. Yeah, um, probably able to think very properly because you don't have all these distractions. Yeah. So you can really focus on something, and that's probably why you were like more creative, why you were able to sleep better. Yeah. Um, why you had like uh, started to miss people a lot? Like you didn't have those distractions. It was just you and your thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And then um, yeah, and then it's easy to look for a um, point of understanding with yourself where you find a form of peace. Um, yeah, it's like a game. If you're only with your thoughts, is it's like a game. Yeah, it's like for me it is, yeah. What kind of game? I don't know, it's just um it's ultimately it's all entertainment. Maybe not for me, but if somebody would be watching like the Truman show, it's you know, it's there's no purpose in any of what I'm thinking or the the ah it's like almost uh yeah, it's a game or a battle or you mean because you are all on your own that like what you think or what you do in that moment won't affect others? Yeah, it's, yeah, maybe. It's, um, yeah, it, it's just, it's just voices really. And I'm very much aware of them. And um, yeah, sometimes you, you think you have an understanding, especially when you're on your own, it's, it's easier to understand where stuff comes from and yeah. why you do what you're doing and but it's also just as easy when you get back to Vinya to completely lose yourself in um it it wasn't hard to adapt again no came here. no it, it happens uncontrollably yeah. it's not even that i try <laughs> but i think that's also good losing yourself and coming back um it's kind of what this whole uh exchange has been about for me yeah, I mean, it's definitely an experience. I think you will learn a lot from it. Yeah. 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 So I also didn't necessarily go to Peru on my own to have fun, although I did have fun. 
But yeah, mostly to just um, there's this song from uh oh, is it from? I don't know. Who it's from, but it's called Lord. Is it mine? Uh, I think it might be from Super Tramp. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I think that's a really good song, and it, and it uh, also listening to music helped me through uh, the those days where I was uh, uh, alone. <laughs> it's an ex- escape, and it yeah, I love music, man. It's like a drug, really. Music. Yeah. Yeah, it can really like take your mind away from something, yeah. or like make you really focus on certain thoughts you have. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah, and it was really like uh it was really nice to be able to if if I would listen to music there, I would really only listen to music. And if I would read a book, I would only read a book. And if I would write something, I would only write something. And that's very hard to do um in day to day life. Uh here to or in that, the Netherlands. To have that kind of focus. Yeah. yeah. Because I also like struggle with reading books. Mm. Like um I feel like I can only uh, read books when it's sunny outside and I can sit in the sun. <laughs> then I can properly focus the money, but it's still hard for me. I still struggle with it. Um, and when it's like a, it, when it's like a holiday and uh, I'm somewhere and there's no one around me, uh, so I can just completely focus on that. But because that's, I think that's one of the things that's pretty hard in our modern world to completely focus because there are just way too many distractions. It's very hard to completely focus on a book or a film or uh, a piece of music. Yeah. And um, I think when you take all these distractions away, as you kind of did in Peru, um, yeah, you kind of start to appreciate that stuff more in its true essence. Yeah. Right? Yeah. (laughs) I think so. That's that's well put, Brian. (laughs) Very well put, sir. Yeah, so yeah, all in all, it was it was good. And then um, before that, we went to Pichilemo. Yeah, cool trip, wasn't it? <laughs> it was really cool. So it was like sort of a, a road trip. Yeah, it was a very very spontaneous plan. Um, um, we got a car um, for three days. Yeah, and um, yeah, we we didn't even know if we were going to get the car on, on that morning itself, uh, and we were able to get it. And then first we went to the north for one day and then we got back. Um, we had dinner with a few people and then um, the plan came up to go to Pichilemo, right? Mm-hmm. Which is the surfing capital of Chile. That's what people call it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> yeah, and then, um, yeah, it was really cool. We went, we went with uh, well, us and then uh, Thomas. Uh, our uh, previous podcast guest. Yes. Um, Jana and Lily. Ah. It was a good, a good diverse group of people. Yeah, very, nice. very diverse group. Yeah. yeah, it was it was good. A lot of fun. Also just driving uh, on, on the way there. That. Yeah, listening to some music. I can really sit in a car like with a few other people around me like that and just watch the road for like hours. Yeah. Yeah, that, that I I really love that. And we made some nice stops along the way. Yeah, right. So 
I really love that like free kind of traveling. Yeah. When we saw something cool, we saw a lake at some point. Mm. We just got out, went into the lake, and uh, didn't really hurry. Uh, and when we felt like it, we got back in the car again. Yeah. And then we saw a restaurant on the way, which was owned by some <laughs> really, really lovely people. <laughs> and then we ate there. We took our time. We talked with them a bit, and uh, and then we got on with our trip. And um, yeah, that's that's what I like the most about it. Like the whole thing, just okay. Let's just see where it takes us. Yeah. There's no. I mean, there is a destination. There was, but it uh, was not about the destination. It was not about the destination. <laughs> <Some> <laughs> cliche quotes, right lot there. Of cliches, <laughs> but um, the, the, the destination was there. But it didn't really matter at what point we would arrive there. Yeah. Um, if you do that, and again, that's like I think the mix between like a bit of planning and a bit of not planning, then you can and you are open to experience that like naturally come to you. I found out that for me, that is like the best kind of traveling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you have anything to add to that? Um, yeah. The, the place we stayed at was, was really cool. Yeah. It was like right on the beach. Um, we had a ping pong table. There was only a few people. Um, the beach was almost empty. Um, just a magical place all in all, really. Very cool. Yeah. It was like, uh, I know it was like sleep of a party that we had. We were like uh, the three boys were in a room together, just with the three of us. Yeah. In bunk beds, um, in a hostel, which uh, supposedly, that, or there was supposed to be other people there, but there wasn't. Um, yeah. we. It was a fun man lying, <laughs> lying in bed. Lights out, talking a bit still about some... Not going to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> it felt really nostalgic. Yeah, man. Yeah, the only thing I missed was like a, a mom coming in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And saying, guys, you really have to sleep now. <laughs> yeah, that would have been good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I really loved that. Yeah. yeah, that was good. Yeah. All right. Do you have any more trips planned? Um, yeah. At the end of the semester, my mom is coming. <clears throat> and then together we're gonna do Atacama. Cool. And then Cusco. Cool. Machu Picchu. Cool. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's it for me. Cusco, amazing city. Yeah, that's what I heard a lot of people say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so that's cool. gonna be really, really fun. It's also very safe. Like, yeah. uh, I felt very welcome there. There was people on the street at every hour of the day. It's cool. A lot of people. Yeah. Seem, all seemed very friendly. I'm excited. And yeah. what about you? Plans? Yeah. No, I don't know yet. I, I'd like to go to the south of Chile later on. Um, or Argentina, you know, travel down south. Uh, but after the semester is over and... Uh, on your own again? No, I think I would like to travel. Um, but it depends on like um, what people would want to and uh, what options arise. Yeah. Uh, there are excellent people that want to go with you. Yeah. There's people that I like <laughs> that want to go. <laughs> yeah. You shouldn't want to travel with me. Why not? Um, ah, jokes. You can always join me and my mom. <laughs> oh, thank you, Brian. Thank you. The brother I've never had. Oh, 
aus dem Podcast. Ja, aus dem Podcast. Es wird Opportunity is always there. <lacht> Thank you, Brian. I really appreciate it. You know, if, if nobody wants to put up with me and uh, exactly. or, or my... Uh, quite realistic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... That could happen. Yeah, it could happen. Yeah, yeah for sure. All right. Right. <laughs> I think we've talked for a long time. Yeah, but let, let, let's talk about Chile for a bit. I don't oh, know how yeah. long it has been. Can we, John? How, how long? Uh, five minutes? All right, five minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah, because we talked about all our travels. Yeah, we talked a lot about ourselves today. Not really our stay here in Chile. No. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, five minutes. Um, so what do you want to talk about? I want to talk about Chileans. Um, oh, I think we should, as outsiders, uh, describe Chileans as we see them. Because we already did that in our first episode, um, yeah. where it was mostly um, compliments that we shared about the generosity and stuff like this. Yeah, so now we're going to really criticize you guys. Yes. No. <laughs> we're going to smoke you. <laughs> no, but I think we were we are able now to form like a better opinion as well. Yeah. Because we've been here longer. But We've been in different countries. We should mention that there's still like some sample bias in front. Yes. Because... Where we've been is like mainly Minyala Mar, yeah. Valparaiso, and we've done a few trips yeah. uh, within Chile. But yeah. like, it's of course, very hard to get like a picture of the yeah. whole country. Yep. But I, w- I would say Chileans are rigid. <laughs> <laughs> so you mean I'll, like adherent to rules? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what me what surprised me as well because I didn't expect that when I came here. Me neither. But um, for example, like with the with the masks and stuff. Yeah. Right. That even a lot of people wore them outside. Well, I think it wasn't mandatory to to wear them no. outside. And you know, there wasn't really a lot of, at least as I was aware of, as far as I was aware of, there wasn't really much protest against it. Or people were like, okay, we have to wear the masks. Yeah, let's wear let's wear them. Yeah. Which and I think we are also biased because yeah, we come we, from the Netherlands. We're Dutch, yeah, which is the complete opposite. Uh, and, and the Dutch are all really stubborn. Yeah. So always have been. R- r- yeah. So they don't like if the government tells them to do anything. No. So if the government tells them, okay, it's in your best interest to wear a mask because it's good for you know public health. Yeah. People are like, no. After that, a while, yeah. My choice. Yeah. 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 <laughs> But the, here in Chile, I didn't expect, uh, I didn't uh, experience that, that no. much. No, that's true. They seem to be more, yeah. Though when there's, they also really express their um, um, political opinion. Yeah, they're, they're yeah, um, discontent as well. Yeah, yeah. Also, but more in like a, um, it seems like a more old-fashioned way that they do it. They really identify themselves with uh, current politics that are going on, which makes sense because they've only been living in democracy for 30 years. So they want to make sure that After it's... After the fall of the dictatorship, yeah. Yeah. So they want to make sure that it stays that way. Um, I mean, I, I love that people seem to be a lot more passionate about politics. So I think that's... <laughs> <laughs> you like politics. <laughs> <laughs> I do like politics. But, um, you know, in the Netherlands, when... People are protesting. They go to a certain place that is assigned for them, and then mm. they'll make their banners back home, 
and they'll go there and there will be someone on a stage that does like a talk yeah and then, then they will stand there and that's yeah, yeah. they will go home yeah, at the end true. of the day and i feel like in chile here it's like uh, uh, these protests are like a lot more spontaneously and a lot more passionate yeah and it really comes from within from 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 the heart yeah and it isn't merely about like of course it's about economical stuff but it's 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 it's, it's about a lot more and i think it's also because they probably have more to lose yeah and like um uh, in the netherlands we are pretty well off so you know yeah that's true that but also plays a part but it also leads to separation like the, the, yeah they really identify themselves with um their their um conceived principles yeah for example with like the uh the plebiscito right the rechazo thing yeah yeah and what about it yeah yeah and uh there's no even though there's flags everywhere there's no real unity in the country or it doesn't seem like there is which is also hard to attain if you have a country that spans from the equator to like uh, the south pole that maybe might be and again we're probably really yes again, biased and ignorant, ignorant yes, about yes, yes, yes. this is just you know our impression <laughs> thank you for is your that, nuances um, <laughs> is that <laughs> i would say that is because uh is a way to create unity because it's yeah. pretty polarized and it, but it comes so from what the, do people have in common okay it's the chilean flag yeah it comes more national, from the top down maybe yeah that, but that national identity really has to be cultivated yeah still. yeah and um you see that kind of in the usa as well right with, yeah, they, with a lot of flags they do seem to idolize the usa a little bit that as well they are the most western country probably out of all the south american countries i think so yeah but they, I, I don't yeah. know but there has been like a lot of american influence here yeah for sure US i mean the, yeah but yeah. sometimes it's a bit especially in Viña del Mar it's insane like the mall it really uh lets the whole identity of uh the Chilean culture kind of dissipate I mean we, we were really surprised when we came here and we saw all the malls right yeah and also the, like the um, the brands they had at the mall <laughs> yeah it's all American yeah um yeah I didn't really expect that if you are in a mall and you just take a picture of it or, or you just film it without any sound might think that you're in in, uh, in the United States yeah sure right yeah and I don't think this um yeah this Western um way of life should necessarily be idolized uh the way it's being done also towards the um indigenous people here in Chile um I know I heard uh several stories that they're being left out in ways and um, people don't really regard them they, they're really heavily suppressed yeah, yeah they are but, well um, but i think like uh like young people you kind of can see a change there right yeah so also with like borich yeah it's true it's not the the, the western capitalistic uh free market yeah. uh, way that is only uh apparent here or present here in in, in chile it's also like people you know also see that um I don't know there there might be like a a, a shift in it yeah you know in the politics and that's yeah. it's quite interesting to see because I think it's really opposed now to each other which you could see um with the with the referendum like oh yeah this is these are definitely two sides of Chile yeah and um I mean it's yeah yeah it's been interesting to see
Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> but we like chili, don't we? Oh, we love chili. All in all. We love chili. Yeah. Also, we love chili. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> all right. All right. I think um, we've came to an end. We have. I um, have another story to tell. All right. Um, so, about to take the stage. Thank you, Brian. And let us hear it. Yes. <laughs> I like airports. Not the ones of any kind. The small ones in particular. The ones that carry out the flu flights per day. Where the general atmosphere has a sense of calmness and warmth to it. Where it seems to be the intimate uniqueness shaping the experience. To see familiar faces on departure and arrival. To have your passport stamped by the exact same lady that stamped it nine days ago. To have to look for the non-existent sign that says international flights. Two, while mesmerizingly observing the surroundings in the small departure hall, be approached by a member of the personnel, showing the way. Who, without asking, already knew what flight were to be attended? There are no people catching the flight here. People that are late, usually considered to be when one arrives less than one hour before their departure time, encounter no queues at either the customs or immigration control. Because after all, the airport will only host their next international flight in five hours' time. And so, even though people maintain to have a certain sense of unease or discomfort about them, like at any airport, there's no stress, no hassle. When one spans most, of, most departures and arrivals at airports visited by masses, where being a mere number out of the many is the norm, this all seems like a rather refreshing experience. And what more is it that you can look for? When traveling. That was my story. That, that was lovely. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. <laughs> All right. Right. So this, that was it for today. Yes, this has been the fourth episode. Uh, we talked a lot. We talked a lot. About ourselves. <laughs> about ourselves mainly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But thank you guys for listening. Yeah, thank and, you. Uh, we hope to see you soon. Yeah, next week. I hope next week. Yeah, potentially, possibly. All right. Goodbye. Goodbye.